guys, and welcome to episode number 23 of the Heritage Agendas Football Podcast. As always, myself, Ibrahim, along with Abdi. How we doing, bro? I'm doing well, bro. How are you? How's your I'm week? Good. Long ass week, but we have vacation next week. Work. Um, yes, sir. We'll be off. So I won't see you for two weeks, probably. Um, yeah, this is holiday season, but yes. not that we partake, but it is a lot of, you know, off days from our, uh, you know, see the family a little bit, relax. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Much needed. I have not had like a, a full week off since. Oh, man. I was, I was, I was June. My uh, when? June. June what? Like the last time I had a full week off. Oh, oh my God. Since, yeah, since you started your current job. the I was thinking of maybe going to Mass Ikna, maybe. Um, oh, nice. I know my, 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 I know my siblings will be going, but I'm not nice. sure if I'll make an appearance, but we'll see. Don't bamboozle me like you did last time. What do you mean? Uh, nigga, what? No, I was no there. more going, no more. Uh, no, 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 no. When you, uh, when you paid the check. Oh, <laughs> for you guys who don't know, like we went, we went to grab food in Chicago, and it's like, it's always like if it's in like if I'm in Chicago, I'm paying, and if I'm in Minnesota, he's paying. And uh, I went to pay, and the guy was like, "No, no, he paid." I was like, "What do you mean he paid? He's been sitting here the whole time. Like, how did he pay?" He's like, "Oh, he went to the bathroom and he picked up the check." I'm like, "Oh my god." Man. No, I, I, I couldn't let you pay because my two brothers were eating with us, you know. So I was like, "This is a little bit too overcrowded," you know. The playbook, don't worry. Yeah, the, the, the bathroom and then pick up the check. You know, recently, you know what I've learned? Uh, the new one, the new playbook is you hand your check, uh, your your card before you even sit down. That's the new wow, one. Wow, that's good. Yeah. See, the last time I went to do it, she like, the, the waitress like didn't really understand. She's like, mm. she's like, you guys are like, let me come bring you the bill. I was like, no, like I'm trying to pay. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, like, are you done ordering? I was like, I was like, bro, take my, take my money, please. Like, take my card. And, and then she looked over at the table and she's like, oh, okay, I get you. And then she took it. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> they don't they don't uh, oh my god i one time i was i don't even know if i should tell this story <laughs> i was out to eat with uh with like a woman and mm-hmm. uh like so she was like struggling to pay i was wanted to pay and the waitress comes and she's like i'm taking the girl's card can you believe Wait, that what that happened to yeah. me once that happened to me once i was like out with friends Mm-hmm. And then um, we're like play fighting over the bill. And then they just like, she was like, no, I take her card. I was like, what is this? She's like, she was like, I'm not taking your card. And and she paid for me. And I was like, it was, odd. I was, it was very off-putting. Bro. I was just like, bro, that's so weird, man. That's I know. Okay. They, uh, I, don't, I, I don't like what's it called. I did not like that at all. She was yeah, like, I, oh, I know, like I it. know she never pays. I'll let her pay this time. I'm like. Get the... I was like, I should be happy because I'm in college and I'm broke, but it's like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> but that, but that deep dish pizza, bro, that was incredible. Quads? Oh, oh my Quads god, is crazy. Bro, I still think about back. that, bro. The last must, time I went, must. the last time I went, um, the guy like we start. I was ordering the same thing we got, uh, like that time. It was like Italian beef and then like something we got like olives. And Olive, he was like, yeah. he's like, let me stop you right there. He's like, you're gonna get Italian beef, basil, garlic, and giardinera. Giardinera is like peppers. 
And I was like, I was like, are you sure? He's like, trust me, like you'll never order something different again. When I tell you I've been back four times and I get that every <laughs> single time I go, like there's no debate. I don't even look at the menu. We murdered those pizzas, bro. They were there was so what? Good. It was the, le- the, it the was, leftovers. It was six I heard, of us, right? Yeah. I heard the leftovers like didn't make it past 10 a.m. <laughs> You you been Anwar went to town on that shit the next that morning. That place is so good, bro. Very serious. But yeah, yeah we, I got we got to go back. Yes, what is it called? Pequots. 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 Don't go anywhere else. It if must, you go for a deep dish in must. Chicago, you have to go to Pequots. No, that was my first time eating deep dish too, bro. That's the best that place was... too. People will take you to like uh, Giordano's or like Fumalnati's, those other places, which are like yeah. okay, but Pequots is elite, bro. It's like. Yeah, dude, that that place is crazy. I haven't been in a really long time, to be fair. I think that might... I think I went, like, yeah, I went, like, two or three times after you, and then that's it. I'm I'm not usually, like, a big pizza person either, but I was, like, moved, man. Yeah, I was like, is what crazy. is this? We'll, we'll go again. Inshallah. Inshallah. But uh, that was nice. We'll, uh, we'll segue that into the... Into football, we, we saw our, our sixth uh, UCL match day, which we talked about, of course, last week. Um, mm-hmm. But since then we've gotten uh, we've gotten the draw, yeah. And uh, this episode will be a little bit different. We'll talk about obviously the big news yesterday, um, the Super League to look ahead, and we'll talk about the draw. But let's start with the Champions League draw. I have a feeling that this conversation will be um, probably shorter. Um, yeah. Let's go uh, game by game for the for the eight legs. Talk about who we think will win, um, and then let's do like a little competition recap. Um, teams will will update the teams that we think can win the competition, um, mm-hmm. as well as our dark horses. So let's start with uh, obviously Man City got the easiest team. Uh, what's new every single year happens round of sixteen. This year it's uh, it's Copenhagen. Uh, I don't anticipate us talking too long about this, but I'm I'm sure both of us uh, have the same same outcome. Absolutely. Um... Obviously, Copenhagen is very familiar with the city of Manchester, um, and, but they are not familiar with a team like Man City. Um, they got like I like they were impressive in the group. They gave everybody a game. Bayern, Man United, even uh, Galatasaray. Um, but I think this is just um, like City's obviously a tier above, not Bayern, but just Man Man United and. Uh, uh, Galatasaray. I think this is going to be rather pretty simple, um, especially because Copenhagen was conceding a lot. They gave up a, a lot of goals in the group. Um, and Man City, they have the most deadliest striker in, in the world right now who who I don't think he's taken... Um, he had, hasn't hit his stride yet. Obviously, no. he's still scoring a lot of goals, but not at the pace that he was last year. Um, but... Uh, and they're... Uh, uh what what they're from Denmark as well, right? Denmark, yeah. Um so so I think I think Holland has something for them. Uh but I think Man City should go through rather easily for this one. Yep. I think one one of the two games will be competitive, but I think on aggregate, I think it'll be relatively easy. I agree hundred percent. I think I think Man City should cruise through this. I think if one of the games is close, it might be the Copenhagen goal. They're mm-hmm. a good team. They they were definitely um deserving to make it out of that group, which uh, I mean I had Galatasaray, but um yeah, they were they were they were fantastic and uh yeah, I mean 
for them to get to the round of 16 is obviously a huge achievement and i think uh there's there's no shame in, in losing to city so yeah i think pretty straightforward like you said uh, the 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 only shame is just man city drawing the easiest team at least like what like like for the last what seven years since Pep's been there, they it's haven't just been... been challenged since Monaco. Like I think that absolutely was the only time, and that was they lost right to Mbappe and them boys. That is, um, was that was that a round of sixteen? No, I think that, that might have been that might have been the that quarters. Been quarters. Yeah, yeah that that because been quarters. because Dortmund, I believe Dortmund with that Monaco team was so special. Every single player panned out from that team except for uh, except for Bakayoko. It might no, it might have been the round of sixteen because they played City and then Dortmund and then Juve and they lost to Juve. I think I think it was yeah, it was the yes, yes, you're right, you're right. It was yep, City so. first because that was that was the what Mbappe, Bernardo Silva, Falcao, um, what I a think team, Lamar, Fabinho, crazy, crazy, Bakayoko, crazy team, and what's his name? Oh, Benjamin Mendy too. Yeah, that was like, that team was nuts. So. They they got picked apart that next summer, but um, and they yeah. won the league that year as well. Uh, yeah, they won the Monaco league and they won and they made it made it Champions League semi final. But uh, going off of that, this is now Real Madrid. Um, yeah, RB Leipzig. So the other the other team from the the Man City group. Um, mm-hmm. I'll t- I'll take this one first if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I I'm I'm very interested to see this this draw because because Leipzig. Um, are a very very talented team. I I think they're uh they're slept on, especially with with the talent they have. Chabi Simons. I'm very interested to see how he's gonna play, uh, against Real Madrid. He's been fantastic this season. Uh, Openda mm-hmm. and Werner are are great. They have Forsberg. Um, they've they've invested very very well. Uh, I I think Real Madrid win. I don't think it'll be as easy as uh as it looks on paper. I actually think that uh that game in Germany is gonna be very difficult, especially Leipzig want to make amends after the seven nil last year to City, uh at yeah. this stage. So I think I think Real Madrid. I'm gonna say, I'll say four two over two legs. I like I'll, I'll say like a, a two two draw in 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 Germany and then a two win uh two nil at the at the Santiago. I think I think um with the way Real Madrid has playing uh, has been playing um I I'm, I know for sure they'll go through but they've just been in a lot of really close games you know just yep. um uh just off of just who they have a lot of injuries um Vinny I, I think should be back for this but I don't know if he'll be full health um up and running but uh, but yeah, I think it'll be close just because that's just how Madrid has been this year. But I think they should advance, and I think, um, the youngsters, uh, uh, obviously, now you lost um, a few defenders and you're a little bit thin and you don't really do much in January, nothing, but um, uh, and that I think hurts you a little bit more advancing into um, the uh, elimination games yeah. competition. Uh, but I think uh, RB Leipzig, I think you should be able to handle that pretty. I think it'll be great games, but I think obviously Real Madrid's the better team and they should. And they have the pedigree. Um, this is their competition. Um, but they also, you know, it's Jude Mania. I think it, it's going to be nice. It'll be his first um, round of 16 games for Real Madrid. And I don't think he ever got past that with Dortmund. Um, he always was eliminated in the round of 16 the last couple of years. 
Um, so it'll be nice to see. Yeah, no. 100%. But I think I think I think you're right. I I agree. I think it'll be a little bit closer. I think it's something along the lines of like three one, uh, four two, like you said. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. We'll see if if anything happens in January. Obviously, with the Alaba ACL. Um, there's been some rumors. I saw Icardi this week, um, which I mean, for six million would be fantastic, um, as as a depth piece and uh, yeah. And there was like some rumblings of of center backs, and then all of a sudden, like no. So I mean, there's there are center backs. Antonio Silva was one of the names I saw, which I would love Antonio Silva, um, or uh, from the the twenty year old for from Benfica or uh, Gonzalo Ignacio, who's been linked with the club a bunch of times. But we'll see. So moving on from that, this matchup is is very interesting. Actually, a lot of people were were like celebrating. Um, on the PSG side, obviously, because they were second in the group, uh, easily the, the best second place team in, in a year where all the first places were were pretty good. It's PSG yeah. against Real Sociedad. Uh, talk me through this one. I'm, I'm actually curious to see what you're going to say. Um, PSG, I think in in terms of who they could have faced, obviously, by in name, Real Sociedad looks a little bit you know easier than everybody else. But I don't think so. I I think I don't think PSG can beat anybody as like I, I think they could beat people, but this is you know the round of 16. I think all these teams are competent. I think they are good teams, but I have my doubts, uh I have more doubts about PSG than I I trust Real Sociedad more in terms of like what they've done this season, especially they were in a pretty good group that they won with Inter Milan. Um I know Paris uh, PSG was in the group of death. Uh, they were up and down. They barely escaped by just on goal difference and head to head with eight points. Um, but I think I think I'm gonna uh, be a little bit different here, and I'm gonna say Real Sociedad wins um, wow. on aggregate because. Paris for the last what three years have not gotten past the round of 16. That is true. Obviously, they played better teams, but like this is not a good team. On paper, they're not a good team. On the field, they're not a good team. Um, uh, they have huge flaws. Um, and then to be playing against a team that is playing really well in this competition, um, that's doing really well in their league. Um, I think they're running into uh what could be the probably it's not an upset because number one would be winning but just the odd makers and all that stuff have have psg advancing um and i don't think it's it'll be that simple i think uh i think sociedad advances i i will say on aggregate i would give them it'll be close uh three two maybe four four three um sociedad have been really impressive in this this competition yeah yeah no i agree um i will I will say, like, I think this is going to be a very, very tough matchup for for PSG. Rousseau, that have been fantastic. Um, obviously, they have a, a ton of pieces. Uh, Mikel Marino, uh, Kubo has been has been great. Um, mm-hmm. Their defense has been fantastic. Uh, they, they've they've done very well in terms of recruitment, and and a deep run would mean huge things in terms of like financials for the club. Um, I'm gonna say PSG edge it, and I'm gonna write a blank. I'm gonna write a check that Mbappe is gonna have to sign because I think he is. Uh, he's gonna have one of these games. Is he's just gonna like wreck the wreck the game? Um, I think we've been do it for a while in this competition. Um, a couple almost feels like a couple of years in the making since that Real Madrid 
tie a couple years back where he was just out of this world um and still lost and but still lost yeah i think yeah i think we get uh, one of the two games we're going to see a performance of that caliber um i'm hoping that they they start him on the left and and just kind of let him wreck the game like i said um I'm saying, the, go ahead. Sorry. sorry, the the Mbappe game breaking ability. I don't think we've seen it yet in the groups. We have Uh, not. I think we had one game, um, AC Milan. I think their second game of the of of where he scored once, um, and assisted another. But he hasn't really been the dominant player that he needs to be for this team to even have a chance. Um, and he needs to be on a whole nother level because. What's around him is just not good enough at the at the moment. I mean, I think that Milan game, like he was good, but Yeah. it wasn't like game breaking. I think PSG will struggle. I think their team is not going to show up as as they you know they pretty much never do in this competition. Um, Yeah. but I think he like on his own wills was will his team. I'm gonna say three two, but the other way. I'm gonna say actually they 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 tie one one in uh, in Real so in in uh, in in Paris. And they go back to Spain, and and uh, and Mbappe, Mbappe takes over that second leg away from home, where kind of it looks like the writing's on the wall. That's a bold one, but we'll see. Um, Yeah. the next one, kind of similar to Copenhagen, Man City, it's Lazio against Bayern. Um, we can kind of we'll alternate. I'll say Yeah. I'll say Bayern Munich take this one. I think that Bayern, uh, we're gonna look at the very differently than we do right now, especially after January. Um, Tuchel has been very vocal about. making a lot of changes, particularly in the midfield. Um, Mm I hmm think they go ahead, I think they go ahead and they get a Polina from Fulham, uh, who was someone that they were trying to get on deadline day. And then it All kind summer, of fell yeah. through. Um, so I think they make that happen in January, probably in the 50 or 60 million range, um, which a rejuvenated midfield for this Bayern team is, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to see that. Uh, if, in terms of their competition, I'd say Bayern comfortably wins this one. They they usually you know take care of business where it, where it looks pretty straightforward. So yeah, I'll say I'll say Bayern. Absolutely, I I agree with everything you said. Lazio is not. really having a good season in, in Serie A right now. They are all the way in 11th, I believe, last time I checked. Um, and Bayern is as a professional of a team as it gets. They don't let teams like this ever have a chance. Um, so I think they should pretty easily just move forward. Uh, if they do get Palino, I think that raises their ceiling so much more where they, I think they could win the competition. Um, obviously their midfield depth isn't up to par for with the other with the likes of Man City and Real Madrid. Um, so Palina would be a great get, but during January, um, that'll be tough. That'll be tough to pull off. Yeah, yeah. Great. We'll uh, move on from that. We're Dortmund, the winners of that PSG group against PSV, um, Yeah. who you were very, very familiar with, with, uh, um, yeah, so Yeah, PSV. PSV they are they are incredible in their league. Um I want to say they are they're first, I know that for sure, and they have 16 wins in zero losses and zero draws. They have 48 Perfect. points out of 48 points. That is crazy. Um which is unbelievable. Obviously that's and they, but they finished they finished second in their group. Um With with an Arsenal group, yep. with uh, to to Arsenal, but for the most part they are playing really well. Um, and I think Dortmund is like in that area, general area of being in their level 
uh, somebody they can compete with and give a game to. Um, they're very attacking. I think that's what hurt them against Arsenal, where I think just just quality wise, we were a little bit above them and just ripped them to shreds, especially the first game. Uh, first game of our our group stages was against them. I believe we won four zero. Um, but I think they could give Dortmund a game, but I think Dortmund will advance. Um, I think they're just, uh, just, I don't, I player for player. I think Dortmund's a little bit better above them when it comes to quality. Um, and Dortmund needs to advance because this is, they get, they advance from the group stages every year, but they are never, they never take that next step. Uh, I believe, was it last year where they, they lost to Chelsea, I believe, um in yep, the round one, of 16 one at home and then two one, yep um so even sometimes they have like they've gotten the favor I, Chelsea wasn't playing well at all but they've gotten the favorable matches that they haven't capitalized on but I think this year they will I think they advance uh it should be pretty straightforward I think 3-1 4-1 aggregate um I really love this is just in general but I just I'm so happy like away goals are gone you know and I think um teams just going head to head goal for goal is a lot better than one away goal being worth two goals you know um so yeah. i think i think dortmund advances pretty pretty easily i think psv just doesn't have they're good in their country but when it comes to europe i think it'll be a little bit um it'll be a little bit different i think they squeak by i think that the second the second like being uh dortmund does excuse me I think um, yeah. the second leg being in uh, in front of the yellow wall will make a, will make a huge difference. Um, obviously, if they can get a favorable result in 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 the Netherlands, then I think uh, they're they're pretty set. But yeah, I I, I think this is going to be a high scoring one. I like P. Mm -hmm. I like Dortmund four three on aggregate. So uh, we'll see we'll see where where that goes but the next one is is extremely if we talked about two attacking teams the next one is arguably the two most defensive teams left in the competition and that's atletico madrid against inter um yeah. i've been pretty vocal about atletico madrid i think this year they are legit they had one game that i was really gunning for them uh, against barcelona where i thought that they were going to show out and they they really supremely disappointed me but uh mm -hmm. In the Champions League, they are built for these type of games, especially the way they play. They have a, a great cup manager. Uh, Antoine Griezmann has been one of the best players in the world this season, if not maybe the best. He's been that yeah. good. Um, and I think uh, this is, for me, my this is probably my favorite matchup, just to see where... Uh, where, where these, you know, these two teams go. Inter have been fantastic in Serie A. They are, uh, I think they're still comfortably first uh, with, first, with yeah. Juve uh, right behind them. I like, oh, this is really tough. I like Atletico. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a, a couple of, of one nils and a one, a one nil and a one, one. I like a two, one over two legs. Um, they squeak by, and and I think once if Atletico gets those gears gears turning, uh, this is the team that I think literally no one wants to see. Like I don't want to see this team this year. Absolutely, and and this being their first uh, for their first matchup, I think will tell us you know if Atletico is the team we really think they are because this is actually probably the hardest game. Um, like because. 
teams that finished first and teams were second were so like completely just on separate tiers where um everybody who was supposed to finish first finished first and everybody who was supposed to finish second finished second uh minus man united um but i think i think <laughs> uh can't go one episode I think, without that <laughs> Um, I think I'd let, I, I agree with you. Atletico Madrid advance. Um, I just think they're playing on a uh, just uh, at least obviously see, uh, in La Liga, they've taken a step back a little bit. They're, I believe, seven, eight points behind um, Real Madrid yeah. um, and Girona as well, who are a second right now in the group after Real Madrid's win today. Um, yeah. But I think I think Atletico Madrid advance. I think they are made for this group. They are the better defensive team. Um, I believe they have the better coach and they have the best player on the pitch at all times. Um, uh, Lautaro Martinez is playing unbelievably well, but I, I, I would not trust him over Griezmann, who's been unbelievable, who's been doing everything for Atletico Madrid this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think Atletico, Atletico advance, but it will be close. And I might say even penalties. It might just be a 1-1 two leg draw um on aggregate and then just advance to penalties but it'll be it'll be really close because yeah. i don't think these teams are that far apart um i just think individual brilliance will be what separates them and i think they uh atletico madrid defensively and their midfield and griezmann and morata i think are a lot better suited to be the difference makers than lautaro martinez and, and whoever else they have. yeah yeah yeah, I agree. And then it's uh, then it's your team, Arsenal. Uh, they got Porto. I thought um, I thought it was going to be Man City, Arsenal who got who got PSG, but it's Porto. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I I I think if Arsenal is a serious team, which I think they are, this has to be a statement um, around where you just have to announce to the world that you are here for a reason and it's to win the tournament um obviously porto give us a few difficulties they're a very physical team which arsenal has has severely struggled with over the years um i think we're a little bit better this year we're a little bit better equipped um but i think we have a little bit more depth um havertz has been incredible this year but Osaka has been unbelievable. Odegaard has been up and down this year, but he's been on the upward trajectory as of late, um, especially coming off the uh, this weekend result against Brentford. Uh, no, sorry, against Brighton. Excuse against me. Brighton, yeah. um, so I think I think Arsenal win relatively easy. I don't think they can keep up with us, you know, offensively and uh, defensively. I don't think they're that good. I, obviously, they have players that will try to you know just get in our heads and especially players like Pepe who have a freaking more experience in this competition than probably all of our squad combined um but I think ultimately um 11 v 11 I think we're a much better team and we should we should beat them rather easily um yeah I agree I'm gonna I'm gonna take Arsenal as well I think uh I think I think that for, I I actually think I'm gonna say that Porto win the first game. Uh, I think Ooh. I think like a one nil, and it kind of wakes them up, and then I think we get a statement at the at the Emirates. Uh, I don't I don't 12th, think I don't think so Arsenal they, is built for that kind of adversity. To this be is honest. what I mean. Like, like this is yeah. that is that type of game 
Tuesday night, you have to win to keep your, your hopes alive in the competition and and the pressure's on is, is this the situation that I've been dying to see Arsenal in. Because I feel like the league is always like it's just different. There's nothing like yeah. two legged knockout football, have to win, huge, you know, expectations are on the line and it's all of Europe is watching. Um so I, I and, and and the media coverage possible, of of just games being two weeks apart, you know, where sometimes the league doesn't even matter, you know, sometimes that whoever you're playing that weekend doesn't matter. The only result that matters is you losing away to Porto, you know? Um, I think that would be just, I don't know. I don't, I, I think we'll beat them. I think both games, but if Porto somehow either draw or win their first leg at home, I think that's, uh, that I would not be, cause we're much better away than we are at home. Yeah. And, and if, if if we can't get anything away at home, I don't I don't trust us enough to where we're like okay we'll comfortably win. Um, but I think Arteta will have them ready where it, I don't think it won't matter as much. But I think that's a that's a possibility, and we find out if Arsenal are frauds or not pretty early on, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Then the last one is Napoli against Barcelona, another really really good matchup between uh, an Italian and a Spanish team. Uh, mm-hmm. I. Barcelona have been abysmal as of late. Uh, they just squeaked by Almeria, who through the first half of games has no yeah. wins in La Liga. Uh, they lost to Antwerp last week. They lost to Girona. They drew against Valencia. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to take Napoli here, actually. I think uh, I think Osimhen and, and Kavara stay. Uh and they have been much better since letting go of, 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 of Rudy Garcia. They're back up to fifth in, in Serie A. Yeah. Um, they ran Madrid. They played Madrid very, very well, home and away. Um, I just think that Barcelona is, I think, on the downtrend, and I think Napoli is on the uptrend. Funny enough, Absolutely. I think this kind of depends on where, where Xavi is. I feel like I'd be more confident if he was not here than if he was here. He's... Uh, <laughs> He's been pretty bad in European in European competitions in both the Champions League and the Europa League. Europa uh, League, yeah. They were the last two years, and uh, they only ma- they only mustered one. Europa League was. I think was it two, United did they win two rounds or one round. United they, last year, and then the they, yeah, they advanced. I think they the year before United. I think they lost in the round. Well, no, they got they to lost, the round. Of they 16, lost to Europa. Frankfurt. Yeah, Europa, you get, and Frankfurt was, I think, got to the final that year. They slapped them, um, like in yeah. Barca. So, the, the, because Europa League starts at round of 32 now, or it it's has like the, regularly. It's like the UCL teams play the Europa teams and then they go round of 16. They're so, I 16, think Barcelona yep. won that, then won the round, then won against, I think, Galatasaray and then lost mm-hmm. to Frankfurt. So, um, yeah. I think they beat Napoli that year. They did Napoli. They beat Napoli, and then they beat, um, and then they beat Galatasaray, and then they lost to Frankfurt. Lost to Frankfurt, so they got yeah. to the so they got to the round of sixteen or uh, quarters. They won two of the yeah. Games. They lost in the quarters, and then uh, I think they lost to the quarters against United as well. No first round. The, first like, round. They, they came, oh they yeah, because they both they both dropped. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. That was the Ronaldo year, right? No, that was yeah. That was the Ronaldo. He left, and then that was the Rashford then, purple patch, and then and then they and then they uh, and then they what's it called? Yeah. So I think I I I I'm gonna pick Barca just to 
just to be a little bit different here, but I, I see all your, what the issues with this team is. I think defensively, they're not great. Um, they haven't been all season. I think they've conceded only uh, five goals in the group, but not that much, but they just don't, there's no, there's no continuity in, in this team as they were last year. And I've said that several times. Um, and I think they're missing Andre Testegan, who's going to be out for a long time. Yeah. Who's been what holds this team together for long periods of time, but I think they'll advance. Um, obviously, Xavi Ball is is known to get results, um, not in this competition, but I think overall. Um, and I think it'll be like two one over two legs. Um, it won't be obviously that Napoli has the firepower to score to put four past you in any given moment with with the likes of um, Osimhen, but I think over of uh i think barca advance i think it'll be close to one over two uh over aggregate but it'll be close i think i think um i think barca advance i think it will be close to we'll... that th- those two inter atletico and napoli barca are the two um i'm i'm really curious on on you know keeping tabs on especially but let's do what we did before the group stage started um, before yeah. the group stage, we each listed every single team we, that we think can win the competition. Uh, you can start in no order. You can say your favorites if you'd like. We can kind of mesh this into one. You can say your favorites and then, yeah, let's do that. Say your favorites and then say every single team you think can win it. Uh, I have only three favorites uh, that I would pick to and be confident in winning this competition, which is Man City, um, uh, Real Madrid, and Arsenal. Um, obviously, I think you're a little bit higher on Bayern, um, and then Bayern, Bayern, and um, I want to say, I don't even know if there's a, I don't even know if I have a fifth team. I think those are the four teams that I would pick to win, with Man City and Real Madrid being the two favorites, and then Arsenal just lurking. Um, but yeah, I, I Man City is clearly uh, with De Bruyne coming back. Obviously, we know their win- what they're capable of um, in the winters. Um, and then and then Real Madrid, I think Vinny will be healthy by the time the knockout stages come. Um, obviously, defensively, I don't think that's really an issue with, with Carlo Ancelotti. I think he's been really great at adapting, moving pieces around, uh, playing people at different positions. Um, he's known for that. Um, and he's been really successful at it. Um, and he's done that for long periods of time at Real Madrid. Um, but yeah, I think I think City and Real Madrid are my two favorites. And Arsenal and Bayern, uh, I don't think there's any other serious team here. Uh, it's pretty pretty clear who are the who are the who are the best four teams are. Um, and I think those those four should be in the semifinals unless they see each other. Um, then it's just you just, you know, we'll just wait for if that happens. But it's pretty, um, I would say Man City, Bayern, um, Real Madrid, and Arsenal. Just not in order, but just the, my my four favorites to win. You kind of like convince yourself into Bayern like towards the end. But I, yeah. I, 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 I just think they they have to get a midfielder in, in the winter. And if they're a serious team and they are. Um, they're a very smart run club and they, they always make the right decision. Um, I think this is a great opportunity for them to win the competition, but they just don't stack up like in terms of just depth and, and some of their players have fallen off a little bit. Um, Harry Kane is on an absolute tear, um, which has been, 
covering up a little bit of the cracks that they have in their team overall. Um, but I, I think they're fourth for me in 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 that order. They would be below Arsenal as well. I'll say my favorites have to be City, only because they're mm-hmm. defending champions. Uh, like you said, they get De Bruyne back soon, which I think uh, that that patented sixteen game unbeaten run is coming. Give it, give it a couple weeks. Um, but mm-hmm. I'll say City, Real Madrid. Um, I think honestly we have just because of our pedigree. I, I honestly think if we don't do anything in January, it's it's more so. I f- it feels like almost like an outside shot. Um, Bayern. Um, I've been very vocal. I think they're up there with City, especially if they get Polina in the in 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 the, in the winter. Uh, Arsenal, I think, is one year away still. I think um, I think the experience pays dividends. I think next year is the year where we really start to look at them and say, I think this year they can make a semifinal, but winning mm-hmm. the competition, I just think they don't have the experience. I, I think they're still like, who's who, like, wh- how many of the players in the Arsenal team have played? A, U, a UEFA Champions League semi-final. Jorginho, Zinchenko, and Jesus only, right? And Havertz, but that that's it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So four four players. Um, I just think I just think they're their best players. Saka, Odegaard, Saliba, probably I'd say are like their three best players. If you you agree, yeah. um, none agree. of them have played in a Champions League. Not, I mean, Odegaard was was warming the bench at Madrid. He wasn't really playing, so I don't even think he he because he was only there for half a season, and then and then he went to Arsenal. Yeah, in the he, winter, I, so. he 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 didn't. Yeah, he didn't. So they I haven't even taken... played like a knockout game in, in the Champions League. So I think they're one year away. I think the talent is for sure there. I I think on paper, um, I think on paper they have the squad to win it. But I think the Champions League is a lot more than just on on paper. I think. I don't know. I just I see them playing like a Bayern or or a, or a Real Madrid, and and if they have like, if they're playing their backs against the wall, do I trust this team really to get a to get a huge result? To be honest, no. I think I think like I said, I think the experience is needed. So I'll say I'll say I'll have four. I'll say Man City, Real Madrid, Bayern, and Atletico Madrid. I think Atletico Madrid are very like they have an outside chance, but I just can't bet against Simeone. I can't bet against these players. Um, they are a team, like I said, I don't think anyone wants to face them. They, if away goals was still here, I'd have them way higher. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they were the kings of, 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 you know, kind of getting that 1-1 away from home and then just, uh, just parking it. But I'll, yeah, I'll say those four. I, I think one, I think one more year for Arsenal, to be honest. I, I, I agree with you in the, the doubting of, because this is experience is such it means a lot um, in this competition. And Arsenal, they've had their backs against the wall, I believe, last year. And they just did not respond well. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can blame injuries and all that stuff. But when when push came to shove, they folded last year. And they blew an eight-point lead in six games, seven games, uh, and lost the league by five points, you know, in yeah, and that was 10 a games. Too. And that's a league. Um, but I think overall the i agree with you like like when that comes i think with the bayerns and the cities and the real madrids i think experience matters in those games but i think like porto and all those stuff i think up until the semifinal i don't think it will be i, I don't agree. think arsenal i, I, I can yeah. see a semifinal for sure 
Absolutely. And I think that's a success. That's a successful season. If you are in the semifinal of the Champions League and you're competing for a league title at the same time, I think that is, uh, I would be very happy with that. Um, And that obviously just puts the pressure on for next season and then next season as well. But I think Declan Rice, who's never played in this competition before this year, has eased in. I think a lot of our players have adapted pretty quickly. Obviously, the, the knockout stage is a little bit different. Very different. Um, yeah. um, and um, I can't wait to see. I'm so excited, man. Yeah. Um, this is this is going to be an exciting winter. Um, but I think I think we'll be fine overall. But obviously, if we see Bayern, Real Madrid, or or City is where you know our our real deficiencies, our real flaws will start to show. Um, but overall, I think any other team, I think we could take on pretty pretty relatively easily. But I mean, is it crazy for me to say that, like, from all the teams you just listed, the ones at the end, Bayern, Madrid, and City, I think the one that Arsenal would play the best against would be City, just because they they they're very familiar with the way they play. They play them. They play. They play them in the league, and the coaches are very familiar with each other's style. Like, I feel like, like when's when's the last time Arsenal played Bayern? Seven years ago, the last time they played Real Madrid. <laughs> 16 years ago almost yeah now. so i i i think that against city if they had a semi-final against city madrid or Bayern, like on I paper think, I, I think go ahead i i i agree i think familiarity wise i would like city makes sense but i think no if you just look at teams one. yeah if, if you look at like how like i think i would pick real madrid just because of how they're constructed right now because of the injuries um no striker all that stuff i think they play well into what we do well which is you know we are really good team defensively whereas city it would just be just like a a, like a heavyweight clash where it's like everything is even and then pep makes a difference or holland makes a difference i think we would lose that um and then Bayern is a little bit just a, a harder to predict, but I think I think Real Madrid has real flaws in their team. I agree with injuries, and you don't know where goals are coming from. And obviously, Jude has been incredible. So in a semifinal, if we get there, um, I think out of those three, I would I would rather play Real Madrid. Obviously, once Real Madrid constructs itself and they get the right players, that's different because they have a really really well made team that's ready. Um, they're just missing a few pieces, but I think I think Real Madrid plays a little bit into our hands, um, and and we do like we could stop what they do well rather easily than what what City and and Bayern are capable of, especially if Bayern retool in the winter, um, in the January transfer window. That's what I would say. Yeah, I I I can I can see where that's coming from as well. We'll see January what Real Madrid do. Usually they like you said they do nothing, but um. We'll move off the UCL. We got um, some pretty substantial news yesterday that I was actually really excited please, to talk about. Please walk me through it. Let's um, go. So <laughs> I want to just get the format uh, yeah. 100% correct. So yesterday we got um, the official news of something um, that we already knew quite well, which is that the Super League was um, not against the rules of football and yeah um that the ECA uh, the club association has no right to kick out teams from from the domestic leagues or you know kind of ban players for joining the super league which was one of the big um threats when um mm-hmm. 
when 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 the the, the competition first came out. Um, the new format is three leagues, uh, sixteen teams in the star and the gold leagues, which are the top two. Thirty-two in the blue league. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, there will be promotion and relegation, um, and the blue league is based off of domestic league performance. Um, there will be groups of eight, um, so home and away, so fourteen games, uh, group stage with uh, the knockouts, um, and the the I believe the top twenty of thirty-two. Uh, or maybe even 24 is based off of the domestic performance. Um, they've also promised that games will be free to watch and that clubs will be making up to, if not more than three times, um, three times the amount of money that they make um, in the Champions from League. Uh, for, uh, yeah, from UEFA, um, with a minimum payment per club of 400 million euros, which is crazy. So, um, I have, I think we have very differing opinions on this. I'm, I'm curious to see, uh, the floor is yours and then we can kind of go back and forth and, and, you know, um, from like what I've been reading the last, um, like maybe the last 24 hours of like, since this news broke, um, it's been very uh, Laporta and Perez pushed, you know, this whole idea. Um, and what it goes back to for me is I've obviously uh, like maybe a year and a half ago, um, a lot of the teams that are like declining now, like I would like to say that first accepted this and were uh, interested and wanted to move forward with this. Um, when the backlash came is a lot of people backed out. Um, and now a lot of clubs have come out and said, no, like we flat out do not want the Super League. Um, but I think it ultimately just comes back to just the, the financial uh, differences in in leagues in, in the world right now, where the Prem is so above um, uh, everybody else, where I believe they just signed an $8.4 billion TV contract with TNT. Um, which is numbers you don't hear of, numbers you hear only of like American sports, of of the NBA and the NFL um, in their TV right deals. Um, but my, I would like to also like just get back to how things were maybe 10 years ago where some leagues were like just how just football has evolved over the years where I believe 10 years ago, 12, 10, 15 years ago, La Liga had arguably two of the most marketable players in the world, right? Uh, which is Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. Um, and and obviously things are not as, as good as they were back then because they had the two famous players, the two most famous human beings in the world playing against the two greatest clubs who are rivals. Um, and I think at that time, I think things were not handled properly. And La Liga's structure is basically um, where... Real Madrid and Barcelona benefit more than all the other teams. Yeah. Whereas the Prem has, has set itself equal up payments. over the years, equal payments for everybody else, where you see teams like uh, Brighton being able to sell players for like hundreds of millions of pounds, making that, those kind of, um, or making purchases of that same value where you see West Ham's able to get Paqueta and all these players that I don't think were relatively possible even five years ago. Um and I think I think 
La Liga kind of fumbled that where they, I think they could have advanced the interests of the league as a whole um, and, and the country and they didn't. And now they're paying for just how far apart they are from the Prem and Serie A, same as well. Uh, Bundesliga and all the others were not up to those tiers, but they are still also falling behind. Um, and I think Perez and Laporta, I think they want to set things right. Obviously, 400 million pounds would help anybody. Um, I think they have gone about this the wrong way a little bit, where it looks like they're trying to strong arm everybody um, to somewhat like not even like just this is it. Obviously, Real Madrid, Barca and Juve have been the upfront of like this. Obviously, they got to court and all that stuff, but they've stayed loyal to this plan um and i don't see how it's possible because i like i read something where it's illegal for prem teams to join um potentially. other super yeah, yeah potentially um and a super league without the prem i think would fail uh, I agree. would fail um without the likes of city united arsenal all those big clubs that come with just billions of pounds of um and the other thing is like the free stuff the free streaming, all that stuff makes sense as it, like as a pitch right now, but I don't think long term it makes any sense because that's where a majority of the money comes from for these for these leagues and and the Champions League and the Premier League. Um, and I think that would be something that gets ripped away rather quickly when they when teams buy kind in. of like they get you um, through the door. Yeah, exactly. And I and I understand. I think I, I understand where Laporte and stuff like they're trying to sell something. And you have to pitch as much as you can. Uh, but I think teams are seeing it like long term wise. Um, it just doesn't make sense for them. Where why would we help you? You know, when we are eating pretty much, you know, why are we why are we you know, going to take a step back when everything is so perfect right now for us? And it's perfect for all 20 teams in our league and in the championship. And as a country, everything is good. Uh, why are we have to stray away from that? And maybe get in trouble with the UEFA and and all that stuff. Obviously, even a year and a half ago, Real Madrid got in trouble with UEFA for pushing this, you know. Um, so there are consequences as well. Um, so that's all I have to say. I think Laporte and Laporta and 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 Perez are trying to set something up for the future, um, where I think they re- didn't want to do maybe 15 years ago, where they could be eating the fruits of their labor um, when they had the two biggest athletes in the world in uh, on the two most marketable teams in the world at the time uh where La Liga, uh, where El Clasico was doing a billion views was almost like a world cup final uh type of thing um and i think they kind of fumbled that and now they're just these people are old uh Perez is old as shit Laporte is old as shit i think it's like a nice little um out the door thing i set up stuff where Perez is trying to do that with Mbappe as well but I, I want to hear what you have to say because I, I I'm not really buying it. Um, I think Laporte and Perez are full of shit. Um, obviously they are superpowers. I think they have a lot of power in in the world of football. Um, and I think they're just trying to just bully people into helping them long term. I agree with with a couple things you said. I agree that I think the approach is wrong. Yeah. Um, I agree that um. Real Madrid and Barcelona obviously stand to benefit. I think that they're in very different classes of 
Um, I think they're in very, very different classes. Like Barcelona are run or have been by Bartomeu. Like they were run way like more poorly than than Real Madrid. Real Madrid supposedly, I mean, probably if Mbappe leaves PSG this summer, will go to Real Madrid. I don't think Real Madrid are even on the same echelon of finances as Barcelona, especially if they're mm-hmm. able to sign the most expensive player in the world. And their squad is not cheap. They spent 130 million year, uh, this summer. Um, I think the problem lies, uh, it starts in a couple of places. First of all, I think um, a lot of people talk about uh, the Premier League and the ability for clubs to spend outrageous sums of money i think mm-hmm. a part of that is the tv structure um i also th- just think a part of it is just the ownership um we see way more state-funded clubs um like american billionaires in mm-hmm. in england than anywhere else in the world i mean in germany every club has to be owned 51 percent by the fans except for leipzig um in spain most of the clubs are owned by the fans um, in France, most of the clubs are run solely off of, you know, ticketing and, and the league and things like that. Um, yeah. And same in Italy. And I think we've seen after the pandemic, uh, the Premier League just has not stopped growing. Um, the spending now in the Premier League is ridiculous. This summer we saw $2.5 billion, uh, almost $2.5 billion of signings in one yeah. league. I mean, Nottingham Forest uh, are newly promoted this year. Are, it's no, 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 Luton, um, Luton. Uh, but Nottingham Forest are in their second year in the Prem. I yeah. think they spent a hundred and fifteen million. They bought like sixteen players. Um, uh, uh, Burnley spent like eighty-five million. Um, and and take a look at some of the clubs. I mean, AC Milan last year made a UCL semi-final. Um, yeah. They made a UCL semifinal and they they practically pushed their best player out of the door. Like they like an offer came in for Tonali and they were like, "You have to leave." And Tonali was not was very vocal that he wanted to stay in Milan. Um, mm-hmm. Inter Milan made a Champions League semifinal last year um, and they sold their they couldn't resign Lukaku. They had to go back in for a loan. And they sold their their goalkeeper and their best defender left on a free. So, if you tell me Super League is not the answer, I can say I, I, I can hear that. My question is what is? Because clearly there is a huge disconnect now with the way that clubs are being able to, uh, to spend or not spend with the current format. The Champions League doesn't seem to offer the same financial... Um, benefits that it did in the past it just seems that the money when you know kind of pulled in comparison to uh state-run clubs or uh sorry uh state-run clubs or um clubs owned by you know billionaire owners is you know kind of minuscule and and it's it's it doesn't feel like it's getting any better i think it's getting much worse i mean as a, as a real madrid fan i, I think Madrid are in a very fortunate position because they're run extremely frugally and and they've and they've done well um to kind of you know stay very very you know in a good place financially and, and that took maybe 
There was one summer where Real Madrid didn't buy a single player. I, I think that was the first time under Fiorentino Perez that ever happened. I think that was 2021. And, and almost every year they've kind of, you know, let people out of the door. They, they, they're not, you know, the same as they were in like the Ronaldo Messi days where it felt like every big player was going to, to Real Madrid and Barcelona. But I feel like now uh, it, it's starting to become a huge problem. I mean, Unai Emery left Villarreal who were, you know, you know, in a UCL semifinal to join mm-hmm. a team that was a couple points out of the relegation zone. I think that yeah. should tell you, you know, pr- practically everything you need to know. And I, I just, I think that the sentiment towards um, the the Super League will change next year um, once we see this new Champions League format from UEFA. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, if you complain that the Super League is kind of, you know, backed by greed, I, I think the format for the, for the new Champions League is the same thing. Um, I think once we see that, I think the sentiment is definitely going to change, which is why one of the first things we heard from UEFA after this report came out was that they were thinking about abandoning this format and going back to the old format. Um, yep. I think this is better um, than the format that we saw from uh, a couple of years ago. I think that format was was just you know very poor. I think they they definitely. If, I think if this was the format the first time, the sentiment yeah. would have been very 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 different. I, I just think last time I believe it was what twelve teams or sixteen teams, no relegation. Every single year the same teams. That I hundred percent can understand why. Um, it was met with so much pushback. Um, I agree with you also that the Super League is nothing without without the Premier League teams. But I just think that the the, the current format and I didn't even touch upon like state owned clubs, PSG yeah. and Man City have a, a bottomless you know bottomless uh, wallet. Uh, look at France for example, teams like Lyon and Marseille. They simply literally can, they cannot compete like unless they have a fluke year. They will get they will get picked apart, and that's about it. So, I don't know. I think I think if the answer is not super league, there's definitely something broken with the the pyramid of football right now, and and the way money is dispersed because, uh, it's just it's just prim, it's just English clubs at the moment. Absolutely, and I and I think that's like what like the solution should be about, um, figuring out a way to to make things a little bit more, more even. Um, but like football is so global and like all these teams are like just dealing in different countries, you know, like different rules and different laws that uh, it just, it's very hard to like, just bring everybody under one umbrella. Like you have with like us sports where there's a salary cap and you have, you can limit things. Um, but I, I, I think you just have to go back to the drawing board where, the goal has to be everything should be fair, um, which will be, I, I think, the hardest thing. But I think there's a like a path to that. Obviously, I don't think Perez is going to be alive to see that if that's the goal, you know, if that's what he wants to do ultimately to make things fair. I, I think going about it this way is is what rubs people the wrong way, where it it it's so intent on 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 helping people that are right now just not benefiting as much as others um but like i would say like the prem right um they are in bed with a lot of like they market themselves towards 
like uh globally right 100%, where, yeah. uh, where they have tv right deals with tnt and nbc and all those stuff where um i believe uh, la liga has a uh, has streaming rights with espn now and the, like they are more accessible um but i think yep. prem being so accessible to foreigners has been what has improved they market um, their league very well i agree very well um but i think the ultimate goal should at the end of the day be um what can we do to make things a little bit more fair like there's no way like somebody like bournemouth should be able to to go spend 50 million but they, they can outbid, you know? they outbid they, who they outbid in syria for uh uh oh man was it not uh, aston villa outbid someone for Nicola aston villa, yeah. i i think it was Aston Villa got what's his name? Uh uh Diaby, who was Real Madrid and Arsenal were keeping an eye on, you know? Like that stuff happens because just the Prem is just that far advanced. But I think I think the ultimate goal should be just and and I don't know if it's a salary cap or a spending limit or anything like that. Um, I think that would be a little bit too extreme. Um, especially with you know ownerships that have as you said, bottomless wallets like uh, Man City and Newcastle and PSG. Um, but the whole, like like Germany, right? They You said 51% of their um, uh, team should be, uh, is owned by fans league-wide, except Leipzig, I think. Um, yep. Like having that kind of structure just makes it impossible for you to compete at the highest level, I feel like. Um, because... At the end of the day, these are uh, prof- professional athletes, and you are making transactions um, and based on value and 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 long term uh, impact on your team. And I don't like like somebody like Dortmund, who has had every talented player in their team for the last six years. I would say they've had Jude, they've had uh, Holland, they've had uh, Dembele, they've had all those players, yeah. Alba, all of them. And they haven't been able to do anything because somebody else comes club. And can. Yeah, they're exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think and and I and and they're a stepping stone club because they don't have a backing of a billionaire. Exactly. Of a, and 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 if but but that's like, a problem. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. In, that's why this that's a problem exists. because in 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 Ger- that's a problem because in Germany, if fifty one percent of your team can be owned by the fans who are not like i don't think they're contributing like i don't even know how that works because it's I, like, like shares of like a company exactly and yeah. and it's just it's just Which real madrid right. is all owned by fans i don't know if you knew but that i i did know that but real madrid is run so perfectly like like they will they will it, never be in a position like barca has been and for they the last have the three the years best, you know they make the most money i mean i think it's like if the if you cannot compete if you don't have a billionaire owner who just, you know, kind of just shoves money into the club, then you that is the problem. Like that is the exact problem. And that's why we are where we are. Um, Chelsea spent more this summer, I believe, than three leagues combined, like not combined, but like each league, the the, the total of each league, they spent more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's becoming an issue. And I think we're really starting to see it, you know like metastasized like where it's getting worse and worse and i think this summer is where we're really going to see problems because 
Look at like relegation teams are buying the best players from established European clubs. And I don't think it's because the Premier League is the most watched or marketable team in the world. It's because they pay them exorbitant amounts of money. And these clubs are going to make more from this one player than maybe they're going to make profit wise, like for five years. Uh, where did um... yeah, and 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 then just like, like, like if you were to say somebody like I don't know paying fifty million to a club in Italy, that is because transfers are paid over years, and that's literal income for the next three, four, five years. Yeah, um, that they will never see. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't think there's an answer to fix it. Um, there I is. just know right now there is. Um, I just think it takes a long time because you have to start from the ground up, and you have to. You, it's just like it's just so hard because it's it's a global sport, um, with so many moving parts that you can, it's hard to just okay let's become one. Um, and like I, I would you ever see football under one like umbrella where there's no. League One, there's no Serie A. There's no, no, but that's not like what that. this is. Like that, 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 this is not a domestic. This is not interfering with the domestic leagues, which is, I think, what people are like up in their up in like up in arms about. But this has this will not affect domestic leagues at all, which is why but I'm the domestic leagues are not making money. Like if like if if the but it's like so a trickle down, it's... like like yeah, it exists from like. From the trickle down, if if Real Madrid, let's let's screw Real Madrid because Real Madrid always have money. If if yeah. Inter and AC Milan and Napoli and Juventus have exorbitant amounts of money because they were able to make this competition, that kind of goes down the stepladder where they are able now to spend way more on players uh, from you know mid tier and lower tier Serie A clubs who then have more money to spend from lower, and you kind of get like this like the almost trickle down effect. But right now, I mean, if you make a UCL semifinal and you have to sell your best players, like that is a huge problem. Like the the, the yeah. Champions League, the whole marketing point of the Champions League is the prize money is ridiculous. Real Madrid, when they won the Champions League, got like seventy million. There is no way the winner of the Champions, or maybe it was one hundred thirty or one hundred twenty. It was like in that seven. It was in that you know mid to low one hundred millions, uh, that range. That's a problem. Like the Champions League generates billions of dollars in revenue every single year. Um and and clearly I think clubs take 15% of the prize pool for the Champions mm-hmm. League, which is insane. Um like insanely low I I I'm saying. Um yeah, I mean I don't know man. I I just think I like if if the issue now is that you need a billionaire to to compete and no matter how well you finish, you literally have to unload your 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 players, and they're all going to one league. It's not like it's not some secret. All Onana went to Manchester United. Tonali went to Newcastle. Tonali went to a, a a club that was from AC Milan, one of the most recognized clubs in the world, mm-hmm. to to a club that's making their first Champions League appearance in twenty five years. Uh, it's crazy. It's it's madness. Just wait. I, we're gonna. It, it's it's not gonna change this summer. Um, this summer, I have a feeling it's gonna be even worse. A lot of these teams are just gonna get picked apart. Um, I think I think once we see the new, if the new Champions League format comes to fruition and we see it, uh, I think there's gonna be the the sentiment is definitely gonna change.
All right. So, okay. Uh, talk me through this, um, like the, the new structure that they're proposing, right? With 64 teams, mm -hmm. um, different tiers. Um, how, how do you see that working long-term where it benefits everybody? Because nobody's going to make 400 million. 64 teams are not making 400 million. No, that's the um... goal ultimately. But um, what do you, where do you see that would be better than UEFA? Like Champions the first League? three years, I think every club makes 400 million um, in the top, like in that star league. And then probably it's, it's, um, it's variable on the way down. The, the, the second part of your question was with, was what? Sorry, say that again. Uh, just like how it would like be better compared to um, the Champions League. The Champions League doesn't pay enough. It's it, there's a, clearly a problem with the structure. First of all, financial fair play is fake. Um, yeah, it exists, but it doesn't really exist. Manchester City have 140 regular like violations that have been in examination for three years, and Everton breached it one or a couple times, and they got deducted points like the same month. Instantly, so yeah. There's clearly something going on that's the, it doesn't smell good. Whatever is going on there. PSG have spent a ridiculous amount of money, probably more than their, almost more than their league. It's why they win the league every year. It's why other teams, like with a lot of history in France, simply they can't compete. Uh, and the Champions League is just not paying enough. Like I said, if you make a deep run in the Champions League and your solution is to offload a bunch your best players that same summer, UCL finalists and UCL semifinalists, there's a problem. There is a huge, huge problem. And um, I mean, I think that the solution is either the Champions League has to pay out more, uh, way, way more, maybe double or triple, which they can do, by the way, because UEFA takes, like I said, FIFA supposedly takes 85% of the money they make from the competition. So there is room for, remember, I remember last year, uh, two years ago when the Super League was announced, like, UEFA was like, we don't have any money before. And then the Super League came out and all these huge clubs came out, uh, like joined. And then they were like, okay, we have a $3 billion fund that we're just going to give to clubs. Clearly there's like, so the, the issue here is, there's a, is... Yeah, there's a war chest. Yeah, There's a war chest for sure. Um, so yeah, I think that the, if, if this Champions League is, uh, is, is, the, um, is the way to go, uh, first of all, I think the old format, the one we have now, needs to stay. I think the league, the league phase, and then the uh, like, you play ten different teams is garbage. Um, I think the prize money needs to be extensively more, and I think financial fair play regulations need to actually be enforced and need to be stricter. Um, yeah, I think those. I think th those. That's a good like a three step plan. Uh, do I think that's gonna happen? Absolutely not. Uh, like. Qatar just had the World Cup. They have a lot of money invested in in, in English football. Same with same with Emirates and now Saudi and all, all these state-owned clubs. Um, you know, it's it's I, I think I think just the current structure where we're going, where um I mean the worst is the, probably the worst of it is is Italy and, and Spain, like you said. They're mm -hmm. the finances in that country are, are horrible. I mean teams they they're like I remember Almeria who uh, who are in the Liga now were like uh, they're owned by by a businessman and them spending twelve million in their first year like after Last promotion year, yeah. was a huge deal twelve mm -hmm. million I mean that's 
like I said, Forest bought seventeen players, so, and and good ones too. Like uh, they bought uh, Sangari from from a Champions League club in Netherlands. So, yeah, I just think the the problem is all all the good teams or the historic teams just have their best players poached year after year after year after year, and and I and I don't think it's getting better. I think it's getting worse, and I. Uh, I think all the outcry is thinking that it's going to invalidate the domestic league, which I don't think it's going to do at all. I, I think like UEFA obviously has flaws, um, like obviously the money and all that good stuff. Um, I think that needs to be addressed. That's I think my biggest issue um, with UEFA because like right right now like Arsenal right they're make like, they're like oh my god. We made seventy million pounds in 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 the group stages. That's not even yeah, Declan Rice. That's nothing. That's nothing exactly. Um, because it it's ultimately nothing because players are being moved for hundreds of hundreds of millions of pounds. But I think the 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 way to start this like financial stuff is I think Serie A, La Liga, all of them. I think they need to take a look at themselves, where like you need to start working inward and work within yourself fix everything that's going on and why like you are not you know prospering as well as like the premier league i don't but think how can liga they compete made... i but like i don't think la liga or syria have done anything differently the last like mar- you're saying like marketing wise not marketing wise it's just in terms of just like just making their their league more competitive i like like, but their I, league I is competitive. Syria is a great no, not competitive. And like I'm just talking about money wise. Like is it? It doesn't but compete how? with but, the prem. Yeah, because you can't compete with the prem. They're they they don't have they're they're not run by the revenue in the prem. Like this, that's the point I'm trying to no, make. No, but I'm talking like I'm ta- Nottingham like, Forest do not do not make more than 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 Real Madrid. But they're spending more. Like the uh, Real Madrid's a bad example. But you know what I'm trying to say. Nottingham Forest probably made the same amount of money last year as AC Milan. But they spent like twenty times more. The issue is obvious. Okay, Nottingham Forest is not making as much money as Real Madrid or Barcelona or maybe even Atletico Madrid, but they're making more money than the seventeen other league the uh, teams in La Liga. Fair. And that's where it starts. Um, so I think you have to fix that. I, and I know like the revenue sharing in 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 uh, La Liga is very you know top heavy. That's where true. It's and and I think that needs to be fixed first. Why does Real Madrid get the biggest piece of the pie when Girona's suffering or all that stuff is all Girona's other teams owned are by City? No, I know that, but Girona's a bad example. But and that's, other, and that's what teams. I mean. Like it's gotten to the point where there's so much excess money that teams are now buying other teams to basically create farm teams, like we saw with Chelsea and uh, Strasbourg, I believe, mm-hmm. and now City Group and. And um and uh, oh man, what uh, Citigroup owns Girona and and Newcastle. Who is Newcastle linked with buying? Oh, I'm forgetting. Was it Valencia? I believe it was another team. Like it's gotten to the point where it's so bad that these teams have so much excess money because they have bottomless wallets that they are literally buying teams and then just creating a farm system. So, but like that's something, like. I, Real Madrid and Barca are just suffering from a league that they've like refused to help. 
pretty much for the better part of I don't I don't think they've no, I don't I think don't they've think, done I don't how, think if they split the revenue like that it would all like magically sure it would make things marginally better but like Chelsea spent a hundred million on Mudrik like there is no amount of money that La Liga no, can generate see, that can give clubs the avenue to to compete with these type of clubs no but but that's today you see that's to, uh, Chelsea spent a hundred million dollars today they if if like Real Madrid and Barcelona and all those clubs were like helping their team over a bet like for a long period of time for 10, 12, 15 years. I I don't think they would be at the same place at, as the Prem. But, but I Real think they Madrid would be can't at a even much do better that. place. Real Madrid can't spend like PSG or Man City or or Chelsea or or, no, or Arsenal. Real, Real Madrid can and they, they can't. They what cannot. They, can't? they have to pick they their just... they have to pick their battles. What come on? You really think team Real team Madrid can spend one point three billion dollars in two windows, like Chelsea or three windows? I I think Chelsea is an anomaly because they, they they're, they're not an anomaly. Spend... Man City can do the same thing. Man City spent five hundred million Pep's first year, four hundred. They bought six. They bought five fullbacks. I see. Like those are those are bad examples. But like, it's exists. This is the problem. But, no, like Chelsea's able to do that because obviously they got a new owner and then okay. their owner, their previous owner took all the debt with him and all that stuff. And Newcastle? Like a lot of moving parts, huh? And Newcastle can do the Newcastle same thing. Was so, Newcastle was City sold for can 200 do the same. million. But they spent a hundred and like a hundred sixty million their first window yeah. and then they spent a hundred million and then this summer they spent another hundred fifty. So, so Newcastle can do it. City can do it. Arsenal can do it. Chelsea can do it. Can Arsenal can Ar- Arsenal cannot do Come it. Come on, man! Ar- Arsenal spent three hundred fifty million pounds like two windows ago when Arteta like bought Ramsdale and bought the window with Ramsdale where they bought like no, but, eight players. Okay, but how many how many years before that weren't Arsenal spending like? But that's we, not we why we spending sixty million a transfer window because their bought... owners were cheap, not because they couldn't do it. See, did I Arsenal just, think, just did just Arsenal think, just I magically just... like? You know, they just landed, and uh, all of a sudden, two windows ago, they just no. the prem changed one thing, and all of a sudden, now they can spend three hundred million a window. No, 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 no. I nothing's changed, but I think like, like when a t- like people with money, like they look at city as like an investment. You know, like yes. if you if I if if ten years ago the uh the state that bought Man City, I and like they thought about it, where it's like okay. Like this, if this, if everything goes well, like we will be, you know, be able to spend all this much money, get all this much revenue. All this yep. city weren't able to spend any money this summer unless the, unless they got lucky enough to where they sold Sterling and Jesus and Zinchenko, all that stuff. Like they I, I, they could, but they didn't they, do it. They didn't do it, but because they have a they spent a hundred million on Guardiola and seventy million on Doku. It's not like they weren't spending. Sure, their net yeah, spending they, is 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 even now. Yes, because from 2012 to 2017 they spent like 1.6 billion. Sure, so so now it's it's even because okay they already spent the money, so now it's just like you're kind of city spend their money well. I, it's not like they're spending their money bad, but it's just not it's not sustainable for other clubs. There is no revenue stream that you can make for any other league, even the yeah. Prem where teams are just going to be able to 
compete with these teams. And the the issue in football is this, this these are not isolated markets. If a Premier League team is able to spend 50 million for a player, then an Italian team is going to need to fork over 50 million for a player of the same caliber. Otherwise, they will go to 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 an English team. So I don't know. I, I think once you get to the point where teams that are literally battling relegation, like this is not an exaggeration, are able to mm-hmm. outbid and buy some of the best prospects in Europe from and outbid some of the most like marketable and successful teams in Europe, you have a huge, huge problem. Like there is, is a huge problem now because this is not sustainable. There, like in England has how many teams that can spend like this? Maybe... How much did Aston Villa spend this summer? Two hundred fifty million. Close, yeah. How many teams think... outside of outside of England, realistically, all the leagues, open ended, can spend like that? Real Madrid and I... Bayern, maybe, and PSG. I'm not counting because they're state owned. Yes. No, dude, I hear you. I you you're making very valid points, but like when when these like I don't I just think owners and stuff like that. All these people. I don't think La Liga looks as attractive as like the Prem would look. Like I obviously agree 100%. City, City was bought 15, like what, 12, 13 years ago to this day, right? Where like like that that is that like they the goal is not like, oh, okay, City, you know, I, I don't even know what no, I'm saying. I, I, I but, agree, I agree with you that sorry to cut you off, but I I, I agree no. with you hundred percent that that La Liga does not do the best job marketing their uh their league. I agree. They've gotten better, but it it it, it uh they are they are far behind the eight ball versus versus England. For sure I agree with you. For sure also I agree that um that there's certain restrictions like financially that La Liga has that uh that if they removed would make the league a, a much better watch and that the Premier League just from a parity perspective is is probably the best the best league in the world to watch. I the, the problem is two things like with the Super League stuff is like I said, I don't think it's a threat to the domestic leagues which people frame it like it's going to be the end all be all of the Premier League and La Liga like you, the leagues will be fine. The second thing is if the Super League is not the answer, which I am willing to hear out, because for me, it's not just, oh, Super League or bust. I just think that the yeah. format of spending in Europe and football has gotten to the point where it's, you know, it's just not sustainable. And if and and if Saudi, by the way, we didn't even talk about this. If Saudi is allowed to compete in the Champions League, which there's been rumors that that's going to happen in, in the next couple of years, especially with the World Cup in 2030, that's gonna open a whole other like Pandora's box of like on like if 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 that happens then it's there's football like that's that's that, that's and that's that's potentially gonna happen and we've seen the, the the Champions League talk about playing the final in in the U.S. So you know it's, I think it's not good versus evil here. Like sure, there's there's problems with both, but I mean if I'd rather have a bunch of money going to clubs versus a bunch of money going to UEFA and only state-owned clubs or, you know, clubs in the Premier League can spend these ridiculous sums of money, then I'll take the former 10 times out of 10. That's that's just the way I see it. I, I like, 12 years ago, 10, 10, 12 years ago, the 10 of the 11 world's best players played for two teams in Spain. Yes. I think, and, and, to see how far it's fallen off, I think is I, I I think you have to look 
Spain, La Liga has to look itself in the mirror because how do you fumble something like that? 10 of the 11th world's best players were playing for Real Madrid and Spain. And, and every La Liga year. was the best and, league in the world. I agree with you 100%. So how can that change 10 years, for, 10 years but later? But England was still spending. Like It's not like England was not spending at that time and, and their league was in the gutter. Like The Premier League was still probably still the most watched league in the world in, in the 2000s. Obviously, Real Madrid and Barcelona were the best two teams. Um, I, don't, I mean, for I me, it's, it, it doesn't even have to do with, with Real Madrid and Barcelona. It, Barcelona have themselves to blame for a lot of their financial problems, by the way. This does not absolve Absolutely. them of responsibility. They, under Bartomeu, they were, you know, spending, like, just writing blank checks to any player. The PK contract, we meme about it all the time. All the money they spent on, like, Coutinho, Dembele, etc., etc. But, you know... Real Madrid, who are, I, I mean, I don't think, I think Real Madrid have done a fantastic job managing their finances. And it, it was because they suffered during the pandemic. Obviously, the pandemic changed a lot. Um, but I don't think they can compete with, with some of these clubs in England. I don't even think they can, honestly, if they went like, like dollar for dollar with like Chelsea, Arsenal, like, uh, I'll ignore City and I'll take City out of the equation. I'll take PSG out of the equation because no one can spend with them. Let's, let's be honest. And Newcastle. I don't even think they can spend dollar for dollar with with those with those teams anymore. I think it's it's and and maybe I'm I'm just you know I'm just crying because you know it's you know Real Madrid and those type of teams they they can't compete with with the English teams. But I think it's it's gotten to the point where I don't even think it was like this in in 2020. Where like I'm saying we're gonna see teams in the mm-hmm. in the Champions League who are. Real Sociedad, if they make a, a quarterfinal or a semifinal, will go into the summer and maybe they'll spend $20 million. And that is a problem. Like, that is a huge, huge problem. And and a team that comes up from the championship next year will spend $120 million. And I think if the Super League is not the answer, like I said, I, I, I hear you, but something needs to change for sure. I just I just, I just think Laporta and, and Perez heading this, this is sending the wrong message because I think Real Madrid is fine. I think they're fine with the Super League, without the Super League. But there are teams like Juventus and and Barcelona who are clearly in need of a hand. And this is their escape route. And it looks That's very like true. they're just... And and this is it. And they're leeching off. What, what you know, Perez, I get, I like, the guy's, like, he's a legacy hunter and he wants to leave something behind. I get yeah. that. But they're... And and Real Madrid with or without him will be fine, but there are other teams that are like literally in the gutter, like Barcelona that have mismanaged everything, uh, like Syria, uh, Juventus who have been caught cheating for several times in our lifetime alone. Um, so it's just, it's just, it's just I think it's sending the wrong message. I think if they just went about it, maybe it's just there's so much football being played. Like I think there's even like another way to That's go about this. That's another problem too. And 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 it's just like, like to completely come into obviously I, I was reading something where I believe like in the 1950s or something like that when uh, Champions League was being brought to be a thing it was rejected as well you know maybe 10 15 years from now the Super League will be a thing and we were just talking about nonsense but it's just I I do not like freaking Barcelona and and Juventus being on the podium with Real Madrid. To, uh, to, that's fair. To, to move mountains for for you guys. I think uh, I think just... give it give it one year of this new format. If this new format comes to fruition, I think we'll be having a very different conversation. Eighteen months. 
They they will they will they will abandon it. I don't the new, think they're the going to go through format, with it. The new UCL yeah, format. Yeah, and that's yeah, they're hypocrites. By the way, no, because one hundred percent showed they're hypocrites because that was a set in stone format that teams were were, were vocally against and and. Yeah, the the problem also, by the way, is we 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 won't. I don't want to run you know too far over, but we didn't yeah. even talk about the extreme amount of matches now. So clubs are playing more matches and they're making less money. How many games are are is is uh, is Man City gonna play this year? Like seventy five. Yeah, I, and plus everything goes well. Yeah, and plus the now the Nations League we have the you know. They wanted to make the World Cup every two World years. World Cup will be longer. Come yeah. on, man! It's just crazy, bro. It's not. It's it's nonsense. There's a reason this year has the most injuries per, from any year I can remember. There's so many players getting you know tearing their ACL. Crazy! It's just it's just a mess. The, the the structure of football right now is is a mess, and it's it's gonna get. I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better. And I and I think the Super League may be scaring UEFA into actually offering better terms to all these clubs i think maybe that's a win but i don't i don't i don't i don't see how this will will change yeah no no i i agree this is definitely an ongoing conversation this is for sure not not the last time we'll talk about this but we will uh we'll skip 352 this week um absolutely we're not going to be here next week so kind of doesn't Mm -hmm. really make sense to talk about games that are going to happen in two and a half weeks but yeah, good conversation. Definitely, like I said, this is not the last time we'll be talking about this. But uh, yeah, anything, anything to add or not really? Get your money up, La Liga. That's all I gotta and, say. And Italy, bro, <laughs> Syria is the worst. They're the, the ones that are almost struggling the most because they have no clubs that can just spend. At least, at least La Liga has Real Madrid. But uh, that's uh, that's with another another week. We got our Jordan episode through. And, yes, sir. Uh, LeBron, bro. I on, knew chill. you were gonna say that. <laughs> this is LeBron's episode. LeBron episode was uh, like twenty-five weeks ago when we did episode six. <laughs> that, that this number belongs to Jordan. But uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks, oh uh, thanks again for another great week, uh, and uh, you know, happy holidays, guys, and uh, thanks again for listening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take care, uh, everybody. Take care, guys. Yes. Inshallah. All right. Peace.